season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. JKR podcast today we have Arkansas Sticks pitcher 2024 commit to Arkansas we've got Lance Davis on the podcast Lance super pumped to get you on the show man how are you doing today I'm doing well thank you for having me hey of course all right man so before we do get started kind of talking about your baseball career I do have one question I like to ask everybody that gets on the podcast and that is for those who don't know you how would you introduce yourself who exactly is Lance Davis um I would say Lance Davis is a, a kid who loves sports and just loves being involved. Okay. So you actually just got back from that Jupiter tournament playing down there at the WWEA. So let's kind of dig into that, kind of dig into the Arkansas sticks a little bit to start it out. Um, so this was your guys' first time wearing those White Sox unis. So kind of take us through what this this past week's been at in Jupiter, kind of how the tournament went, how you played, um, and then we'll just go from there. Yeah. Um, the tournament was great. Um, so it's always a big league tournament. You always know, like, everybody tells you how big it is, but you don't really understand how many scouts are there until you're really there. And, I mean, having the White Sox logo on your chest, just, you know, you've got more guys watching. It's just crazy. So how, how would you compare wearing – so obviously this time – with this tournament kind of being your guys' first time wearing those White Sox unis, would you say it's kind of more of a target on your back? Or it really besides just the eyes on you, is there any difference? Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely thinks it puts a target on your back. I mean, we had teams in the exhibition games and the, that wanted to play us, you know, because we've got that name. We've got all the scouts watching us. We've got these high-ranked kids. So, I mean, everybody's throwing their best at you. So, you got to be on your best to win. Yeah. So, with you guys, in, you guys being down there, you guys actually got to be a part of being the Marlins clubhouse you just mentioned before we started recording. So what was that like? What was the experience playing, uh, being in that Marlins clubhouse? That was a surreal experience, you know, kind of the first big league experience for all these young, like, amateur athletes getting to go in, seeing your name on the locker and having all the the gear and the jerseys. And it was just a big league feel. Of course. So I know you, you mentioned there that there's a lot of scouts there. Obviously, I mean, there's a bunch of top prospects playing there this fall. Um, so how do you go about it to when there's a bunch of when there's a bunch of pro scouts or even college scouts watching you? How do you go about it to where you kind of block it out, block it out of your mind? Yeah, um, that's a tough one, because even in the bullpen, like there's no you don't have any time where there's nobody watching. you. There's guys there's scouts watching you in the bullpen. So you just really have to kind of hone in on what you always do. And I mean, once you get on the mound, after you throw the first pitch, you kind of lock in. You, you you lose all the feeling of the eyes watching. So you just kind of settle into what you're always used to. Yeah. So with with this with this kind of this travel ball season kind of being over now, now that Jupiter's over, you're kind of get that time to take a little break before baseball season starts back up in the spring. Um, so what are you looking forward to most um, for your final travel ball season next summer? Um, um, you know, it's trying to feel out every moment of it. You should live it because it's coming to an end. You know the the best era of any kid's life is travel ball. So just live every tournament, tournament by tournament, game by game, inning by inning. Yeah. 
So playing, so playing travel ball with the Arkansas Sticks, obviously, I mean, that's a great experience in general because, I mean, the Arkansas Sticks are a top-tier program. So let's kind of dig into how you got connected with Coach Brewster and the Sticks. Um, yeah, Coach Brewster. So I guess going into my, my 15 new years, the year that I played with the Sticks, I was the team out of Memphis before that. And that's kind of – it was your freshman year is kind of when the recruiting starts. So – Freshman year, didn't get a whole lot of looks. And then so my pitching coach kind of decided, because he's out of Arkansas, so he was like, you know, we get to contact with the Sticks. So um, ended up talking to Coach Brewster, and he thought that I had some potential. So came and played with his 15U team that year. So playing for that team up in Memphis, now going playing for the Sticks, How now that you've played for the Sticks for a while, how would you compare both of those programs? The Sticks is top-notch compared to any other program. The gear, the coaches, the experience, just it's just a bunch of good guys who want to succeed, and they do succeed. So you mentioned top-notch. So what do you think, with you kind of being an insider of that program, what do you think has led to the success of the Arkansas Sticks these past, past two, three years? Um, I think it's we, – we generate a lot of hype on social media. We get – you know, we post everything. We try to get kids' views. We have a bunch of kids committed. We have super good coaches that work for you. And with all that together, everybody kind of wants to play for you. Yeah, that, that social media, obviously, I mean, it's a big thing nowadays. I mean, I was talking to Brewster sorry, about a week and a half ago, just kind of about some things, that, some ideas that we both had. And, yeah. I mean, he do, Brewster does a, a, a tremendous job when it comes to that. I mean, getting – Obviously, this kind of podcast series going, uh, doing it with Black Cobra, Texacarna Tex game day or whatever that was, the yeah. partnership he came up with. Like, he just does a great job doing that, making the kids feel a little special, you know, giving them a little platform, giving them a little bit of spotlight. I mean, and obviously having, like you said, having tw- it seems like you guys have 12, 15 guys in every class committed yeah. to, to an SEC school or something like that. So, I mean, yeah, he's definitely definitely doing a great job with that. Um, so with Coach Brewster, though, like how how would you describe his relationship? Because I know he's kind of a relationship type of guy. Uh, so kind of dig into yeah. maybe the first time you met Coach Brewster in person and how your relationship overall has kind of evolved. Yeah, I think Coach Brewster, uh, he's a big relationship guy, and he really likes his players to be engaging with him. Like he wants to have a good relationship, and he wants to get to know everybody. But at the same time, he's not going to play buddy-buddy like – if you don't go out there and perform, you know, he won't he won't play you in the big spots. So he's a uh, once you get to know him, he may be a scary guy starting out. You get to know him, you get to be buddies with him, and it just becomes easier to perform for him. Yeah. So digging into your travel ball career just a little bit deeper. Um, like you like I mentioned earlier, you kind of do you are heading into your final travel ball season next summer. But if you were to look back at these past two or three years, just your overall travel ball experience going down to East Cobb, Lake Point, Jupiter, all these big-time tournaments. What do you think have been maybe the, the top favorite memories that you've had just from your entire travel ball career? Yeah, um, top memories have just got to be hotel rooms late at night with the guys, screwing around, um, and then, you know, playing the games, just being intense, getting after it, trying to win some ball games. Yeah. So transition a little bit to high school instead of travel ball. So you play at Jonesboro, Jonesboro High School. I mean, they produce quite a quite a bit of good baseball talent. Obviously, Josh Hyman going to Arkansas as well. Um, so kind of dig into what that last high school season was like and what maybe you're expecting um, out of this season coming up in the next spring. 
Um, yeah, Jonesboro is a very, very good baseball program. I mean, we've got throughout the years tons of SEC commits, Power Five commits come through and play for us. We've been really good recently. Um, Josh Heineman, he was a big, uh, big influence of mine, and he really helped me kind of start my recruiting career with the sticks. He helped me with that. Helped me in a lot of ways. But um, you know, we had. We had him and then me really in the rotation this year. And then when he had his uh, elbow injury, that kind of set us back. And really, that was a last-minute thing. So kind of put all the pressure on me to perform, which was definitely tough coming – being a sophomore, you know, not doing it before. But uh, it was it was a great season. We won a lot of games. Um, team was very – we had a good team chemistry and just, just love the guys up there. So with you being an underclassman, being a sophomore last year, last spring, what would you say would be tougher when you are facing guys in travel ball who are your own, your own age, but they are like the top prospects of your age group, or when you're in high school facing those 17, 18 year olds who are going to college next year and a little bit older than you, what would you say would be tougher? Um, you know, in travel ball, it's, it's a lot different than high school ball. Just the coaches are different. It's all played different style. Um, but in travel ball, every kid on the team is you know, the best player at their high school usually. And so you can't really work around the top player. You can't really – I mean, you have to go after everybody. So in high school, you know, you have a power five commit, and then the next five hitters are not, you're not great, so you can work around them. But I would say, uh, you know, a good high school team is definitely on the par with a good travel team. I mean, good players throughout the lineup. So what's a good high school team look like in Arkansas? Like, is it, I know here in Indiana, like if there's like a guy committed to a D1, like he's just an absolute dog compared to everybody else. Like, is it kind of the same way in Arkansas? Or are there some schools that are just absolute powerhouses and are producing SEC, Big Ten, ACC talent on, on consistent basis, on a consistent basis? Yeah, there definitely are powerhouse programs. I mean, we're, we, Jonesboro being the biggest classification, 7A, so we're playing the biggest schools, and um, there's some really good baseball programs. In Fayetteville, there's three schools that are really good, and Little Rock, there's Conway and Cabot and Bryant that have really good, that have really good programs. But uh, like a powerhouse program will definitely have two to three D1 commits, and you know even five D1 commits and two to one to two SEC commits like that. So pretty good baseball yeah so with with Hyman being gone obviously going to art going to Fayetteville to play for the Razorbacks what are you guys expecting this upcoming spring obviously you're going to be the ace but besides besides that like what else are you guys expecting how are you guys expecting to compete this spring um we're, we're trying to compete it's going to be our first year playing in the 7a um so it'll be definitely a jump we're, we're losing a lot of upperclassmen so we're going to be you know real young unexperienced so it's going to be a test. I think we can, you know, we'll definitely be in the running to get to state. Once you get to state, you should have to see how it plays out. Yeah. So you, you mentioned earlier that Hyman has played a pretty big role when it comes to just your baseball career in general. Um, so when you're looking at your baseball career, you're looking at all the people who have kind of played an influence on it, on your career. Who do you think have been maybe the handful of guys who have been most influential when it comes to your baseball career? Yeah. Um, let's say any um, – going to not – not use my dad because obviously he'd be the most um, influential. So probably um, either Coach Dobson, the head coach of Jonesboro High School, 
for um, Coach Copeland, the assistant coach. And he's one of, you know, we've gotten to be really good buddies just throughout the years. And he's really pushed me to be as good as I can be. So just pushing me hard every day, making me work, and just not letting, you know, a decent high school team be on your level. You know, you want to be that that much better than everybody else is kind of his motto. Yeah. So let's, that's a little bit, let's dig into your recruiting process. I know you said it kind of came as you kind of came to the sticks and that kind of jumpstarted it a little bit. Um, so let's just dig into it from the start. Like when did that recruiting process get started for you? And when was it that division one teams kind of started reaching out? Yeah. Um, sophomore, the fall of my sophomore year. So going into my sophomore season of high school ball, um, it's kind of when I got my first college reach out to me. They reached out to Coach Brewster, but um, they actually saw me pitch at Lake Point on the uh, on the video, like the recorded, you know, live stream at Lake Point, and uh, it was actually Indiana University. And so, uh, Coach, they really wanted me to come up there, so I went on a visit, and that's where I received my first offer. It's from Indiana, and then that's kind of where it took off from. Okay, so Coach Mercer, actually, I go. I'm actually in. I actually go to Indiana University. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um. So what what was that what was that conversation like with Coach Brewster, and what was that visit like here in Bloomington? I I loved Bloomington. Like, I would have committed on the spot. It was it was a perfect campus, beautiful. The facilities, the coaches, it was all a great place. Um, it was a little far from home. It's kind of like a, the first you know, not thing that I was not totally sure about. And then, uh, you know, Indiana being an out-of-state student, it's a crazy expensive uh, university. So that was another kind of problem with it. But other than that, I loved the campus. Everything was perfect. Yeah. So after, so after that visit in Bloomington, obviously you realize, okay, like kind of out-of-state, going to be kind of expensive. What goes mm-hmm. on from there? Like who were some of the other teams that started reaching out um, and just kind of compare what those schools were like? Yeah, so the week after Indiana, go down or go up to Mizzou and have a have a uh, visit there. And Mizzou's not really what I'm expecting. It's not a don't really like the campus. Um, the coaches we just didn't connect as well with the Mizzou coaches at, as at Indiana I did, um, and it just wasn't near what I was looking for. But then, so I guess after Mizzou came Arkansas. So the visit Arkansas and Arkansas was unbelievable. Like you take how perfect Indiana was and then you just blow the facilities out of the water and it's just the probably the best baseball school you'll find. Yeah, of course. I mean, Indiana's Indiana's facilities, I mean, I've been able to go through them. Like, I mean, they're nice, but I mean, they don't they have nothing on Bomb Walker Stadium mm-hmm. and like that new facility you guys all put in. It's yeah. It's crazy. So how, so after you got in contact with Arkansas Razorbacks, their coaching staff, like, was there other teams that reached out or was it kind of a quick turnaround when it came to talking to them and committing? Yeah, it was fairly quick. Um, Once I got offered by Arkansas, that's kind of when everybody kind of came in contact. So at other schools, you know, if I would have gave it a week, probably would have gotten, you know, multiple more SEC offers, but Arkansas has always, you know, been my dream school, sort of. And uh, so the opportunity was there, got a good offer and just decided to take it. Yeah. So if you had to go, if you had to go through kind of the initial conversations you had with the Mizzou coaching staff, IU and the Arkansas, how would you compare those three conversations? Did most of the coach, did the coaching staffs kind of take a similar route when it came to talking to you for the first time? 
or was there was there uh, differences within those phone calls? Yeah, um, there were definitely differences at, at Indiana. Um, I, we set up a Zoom call and talked to them that about a week after the visit, talked to them like that. Um, Mizzou was a little different. Didn't have a whole lot of interaction with the coaches. Um, just kind of toured the facility, saw the place, and um, didn't speak them, to them a whole lot. But I did know that um, they were going to offer me eventually. And then Arkansas was a little different um, from all three. Arkansas was very hands-on with their coaches. Um, actually offered me in the building. So got to talk to Coach Van Horn, Coach Hobbs, just on site a lot. So it was a real good experience. Yeah. So when you're when you're on, a, let's say, the visit to Arkansas or even you're having those phone calls with Mizzou, Indiana, when you're talking to a coaching staff for the first time, is there like what types of questions are you personally asking those guys, kind of just getting to know them a little bit more and getting to know their program? Yeah. So um, obviously asking about their in their throwing programs, their alumni, you know, how how they send guys to the next level. Um, uh, what else? Like, you know, off-season weightlifting programs to how they handle anything, classes, all from all the above you could ask. So so as you as you went through the process, obviously you said once Arkansas gave you that offer, it was kind of a quick turnaround to when you committed. But when you were going through that process, what were some of the key things you were looking for when you would go on visits and go on uh, uh, calls with coaches? Like, what were some of the key things that you were just in your mind thinking, okay, like these things uh, need to be covered for me to go here? Yeah, so um, I wanted nice facilities, a a good academic school with, you know, a school that would challenge me academically. Um, A really a winning program was kind of my number one thing because, you know, in Jonesboro, we're next Arkansas State and um you know they're they've had they've been down recently and it's just not fun to watch so anytime a winning program get a bunch of fans in there and I think it just makes it more fun to play yeah I mean with Arkansas having no pro teams I mean I've always heard I mean I don't know personally but I've always heard the Razorbacks are kind of like the professional team that everyone roots for like basketball football baseball everyone's just a huge Razorback fan instead of say a guy from Chicago being a Cubs fan or something like that like they got a huge fan base from, obviously, you, you know that. But um, so you, when you're on that visit, you get offered by the, the, the Arkansas coaching staff. Kind of take us through what that visit was like going through Baumwalker, going through campus. Uh, what were some certain things that they were showing you? And overall, what do you think of that visit? Yeah, um, so my initial visit there was great. Um, you know, they walked everybody through the campus and through the new facilities, the you know, crazy new pitching lab, which was a big one for me. Um, the locker room to the just the stadium in general um, and it was a great visit and then you know kind of after the whole baseball part ended you know me and my family walked through the campus and just took the tour around Fayetteville. So once you did commit you were an underclassman so that was before that September 1st deadline of your junior year so kind of take us through what was it like after you've committed and you're still kind of like in conversations with coaches but you still have to do the whole texting Brewster or texting another coach to tell him that you're coming there, whatever happens to be, how does that compare to now, now that's past September 1st, that you're able to kind of free willingly call and text all the coaches yeah. um, Arkansas? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, it's a, a big jump. So, you know, when not September 1st, you don't, you not a lot of contact you can really have with them. Um, 
because it's definitely hard to get kids offered if you have questions it's hard to get them answered as an underclassman so September 1st deadline came around and uh, coach Hobbs texted me right away um so we texted that day and so now anytime I need him you know um I actually went on an unofficial visit so all I had to do was text him so it's just it's much easier to set up yeah so, so after that September 1st deadline how would you say your relationship with Hobbs Van Horn and some of the other coaches potentially how do you think your relationships evolved since since committing and even since September 1st? Yeah, um, I think after September 1st, uh, me and Coach Hobbs have really had a personal, you know, created a personal relationship instead of more of a just baseball, you know, it's how how you doing, how's life going, more than just, you know, I've got these questions or, you know, not much time to talk. Yeah, so what are some of the relationships you have with some of the current, even I guess some of the Arkansas, current Arkansas players, obviously with Hyman being there as a freshman, potentially playing with some other Arkansas commits and even some relationships you have with some potentially some of the guys on your team or other Arkansas commits who play for other travel ball teams. Yeah. Um, Arkansas, I feel like the players are really tight knit before we get there. Like we all sort of know each other. And then once we get there, I think that's why we're so successful, but um, knowing guys like Josh Heineman and uh, Gage Wood, and then even some of the commits like Mark Brissy, um, Cameron Carter, just I feel like we all have a really strong relationship just playing. Yeah. So you mentioned Hyman there. I mean, you mentioned him a couple of times about how he's played a big role in your baseball career. Did he play a role in your recruiting process at kind of potentially pitching Arkansas to you? Or did you go and ask him questions about the program? Did he kind of play a role in that at all? Yeah, um, definitely like not really as much as him talking to the coaches, but him answering some questions I had like, you know, weightlifting program, throwing program, that kind of stuff. Okay. So I know at this point in your career, um, Perfect Game has you listed as a pitcher and a third baseman, but I think, mm-hmm. are you a PO right now or do you still? Yes, just a pitcher. That's what I thought. Cause I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. perf- I talk, when I, whenever I talk to players, like I assume they're a certain time, certain position and sometimes mm-hmm. Perfect Game kind of gives me the wrong thing. So with you yeah. being a PO right now, have you kind of looked into the future when you do head to Fayetteville? Um, and what your kind of future is when it comes to getting on campus, potentially being a, a starter down the road when you're an upperclassman or, or kind of staying yeah. in a bullpen role? Um, I'd love to be a starter. I mean, that's in high school ball. And this summer, I've really primarily been a starter, except for Jupiter. Coach Bershon even came out of the pen. So, I mean, anything to get innings, really. And definitely early at Arkansas, anything to get innings. I mean, I'll, I'll start midweek. I'll start – I'll come out of the bullpen. Anything just to get on the field. But – uh. With Arkansas, really wanting to be a starter long term. Okay, so digging digging into your actual pitching, kind of take us through your pitching repertoire. Maybe some of the pitches you're throwing, um, maybe some of the pitches that might need the most work. Mm-hmm. So I'm a pretty pretty simple pitcher: fastball, slider, changeup. So a three pitch mix, a two seam every once in a while. So three four pitch mix. Um, so fastball is, I would say I have a, a decent fastball, you know, not a, not a power fastball or anything like that, but a good fastball. Um, really what separates me is my slider. I feel like it's a plus plus slider um, with just, I can use it in any count, throw it for a strike, throw it for a strikeout, throw it for a ground ball, anything like that. And then changeup has kind of been my work in progress, I'd say. Um, change the grip up a little bit. And uh, 
they've only been working with it like this with this new grip for probably three months so it's it's my biggest work right now okay so when you're when you already have a pitch and you kind of change the grip on it what's that process for you kind of going about like messing around with the grip like do you ever go back to the previous grip you had or when you change the grip do you kind of keep it where it's at yeah um obviously changing a grip means something's wrong something's not good with your pitch so I actually had Trey Goten show me his changeup. He's a big changeup guy. And uh, started, just started playing around with it and kind of got comfortable with it to where I could use it in a game, threw it in bullpens quite a bit, and then used it in a game and just liked it. So uh, kind of stuck with it, I guess. So with that three to three four pitch mix that you have right now, like are you planning at any time in the future potentially adding a fifth pitch or are you kind of set with the pitches you have right now? Um, yeah, right now um, – I'm sort of set with them, but, you know, obviously you start getting hit, start giving up runs, then you might want to add a pitch. So if I was going to add anything, it'd probably be a cutter sinker sort of thing. Not a, not another, I guess, breaking pitch, but definitely another, you know, movement pitch. Okay. So if you were a scout watching your game, when you're watching yourself on the mound, and even when you're in the dugout interacting with some teammates, what do you think your personal scouting report would be if you were a scout watching? Yeah, um, definitely on the field, more of a uh, calm, level-headed guy, not going to get too high, not going to get too low, just kind of keeps the course. Um, not a big strikeout pitcher, a lot of ground balls, um, try to get weak contact early in the count. Um, and that's, that's sort of my on-field strategy. And then off the field, um, I'd say I'm a, a good teammate, you know, just trying to cheer everybody on, keep everybody going, always trying to keep the dugout energy up and just kind of keeping the game. Not, don't let anybody get down too low. Don't let anybody get up too high. Just kind of keep the pace. Yeah. So if, if you had to dig through the mechanics of your windup, just kind of take us through uh, on the mound, kind of how your me mechanics are. Kind of just take us through that a little bit. Yeah. So mechanically wise, um, I'm a pretty simple pitcher, you know, Try to keep movement to a minimum and just get down the work way down the mound and try to have a fast arm. And, you know, um, anything mechanically, just video wise, just try to try to clean up minor things, not trying to do anything major yet. Okay. So you, you mentioned that the changeup is something that you definitely kind of want to fix as you go into the future. But if you had to pick maybe one or two different things that you would consider your biggest weakness before heading to Fayetteville, what would be those couple things you'd like to fix before heading to Arkansas? Yeah, um, before heading to Arkansas, like my major goal right now is just to keep gaining velocity. Um, hoping to clean up, you know, sort of spin efficiency, get that to as optimal as I can get it. But um, like right now, I'm just trying to keep having results. Okay. So how do you how do you go about how do you go about getting those results? Um, yeah, so right now, I mean, sort of just keeping it as long as you can keep it going good for you know, keep the the energy flowing, I guess. Just try to have a good start and just build off of that. And I mean, as long as you can keep a good momentum, I feel like you'll always have the confidence. So I guess keeping your confidence up on the moon. All right. So let's, let's, let's transition a little bit to your, let's say your advisor selection process. I know we talked a little bit about before we started recording. You said you have had a couple guys reach out to you. So you don't have to mention names or anything, but when got, when some of these advisors are reaching out to you about that 2024 draft with you being a senior that year, um, how, what are some different ways that these guys are reaching out? 
Yeah, so Jupiter was a big, big one for me because I had not really been in front of advisors and big league scouts like that. So being the first time, had quite a few advisors, agents kind of reach out, just trying to get, you know, to know each other, sort of. Okay, so as so as you continue on, obviously you're in your junior year right now, you go through next spring, next summer, whatever happens to be, and you do start interacting with more agents and advisors. Um, when you get to the point to picking an agency, picking an advisor, what would be some key things that you would be looking for? Yeah, definitely picking an agency. I'd want somebody who, you know, we have a real friendship with, know on a real basis, not just a business basis, I guess. Um, and someone who knows baseball and thinks they can promote me, you know, someone with a good reputation. Okay, so when you are talking to some of these advisors this past week in Jupiter, talking to some of the scouts, what are some of those initial conversations like when you're talking to those guys? Yeah, the uh, the initial conversations are pretty, uh, they're not too in-depth, you know, just trying to get to know each other, get phone numbers down, try to stay in touch throughout, you know, a couple months. And just really right now, I mean, not a whole lot of 24s have advisors or agents, but, you know, in a year, it'll be a big thing. Yeah, of course. All right, man. So I got a couple of questions here left on the podcast before we end it off. I kind of do like to move away from the baseball field for the last couple of questions. Um, so when you're not playing baseball, you're not, I mean, I, I know that's not very often because you're always playing ball in the summertime and mm -hmm. fall ball, that, this and that. But what would be some of your passions beyond the baseball field when you're not playing baseball? Um, yeah, I think I really, I love to be outdoors and just be active. So going fishing, going hunting, just Arkansas things, you know? Yeah, I, I guess every, I, you're right. I mean, you say Arkansas mm -hmm. thing. I mean, I think every every guy I've interviewed from Arkansas that or even Texas, I'd say, have yeah. this hunting, fishing. Um, hunting, kind of, yeah. Kind of the outdoorsy thing, which is, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but no, when you're, in, when you're in Jonesboro, I've never been there, so I really don't know what that town's like. Um, so are there a lot of cool things to do, maybe non-outdoorsy in Jonesboro, or is it kind of a smaller town? Jonesboro is about, it's about 80,000. So in Arkansas terms, it's probably a fairly big town. It's about the same size as Fayetteville. And then we have Paragold about 20 minutes away. So, and it's about 20,000. So altogether, I mean, probably a hundred thousand-ish in around Jonesboro. Yeah. So, so how far, how far is that from uh, Fayetteville? Um, Jonesboro is about four hours from Fayetteville. Okay, so you think when it does come time for you to head to Fayetteville and you're playing every every weekend, is it going to be a pretty easy easy uh, drive for your parents to get there for watch you play some weekend games? Yeah, I, it definitely will be. I mean, trips up to Fayetteville are common around here just because there's a lot of hog fans throughout all of Arkansas. So, yeah. I mean, in Arkansas, four hours is nothing. People drive 10 hours to come watch the hogs play. Yeah, I mean, I, I drove through Arkansas one time, and it, it just seems like it's just nothing but trees and small towns yeah. little, everywhere. But down to the last two questions I got. So I always have this one question I like to ask every, every high school college athlete, but now I'm kind of trying this new thing. I started out with Trey last night. Uh, this mm -hmm. new question I'm going to start asking guys, which is, um, so if you see yourself, you look down the road 20 years from now, what would be the perfect picture of just what's going on with your life and everything going on? What would that look like for you? I mean, if we're being perfect here, Lance Davis has a 15 plus year big league career on his hands. Um, but more realistic, probably, hopefully something, a career in baseball, you know, being a, a manager, a coach, uh, you know, 
a, I don't know, just a high up role in baseball, I'd hope. All right. So if you look at it, the, both those two different ways, you said the perfect one, playing 15 years in the majors, which is everyone's dream, or the more realistic side where you're coaching or being in the front office or whatever, how do you get to both of those places? Um, I think both of them start with you have to be a really good player. I mean, to be a coach, you you want to know every coach I've ever had or I've ever wanted or liked has been a good ball player in their career. So, um, you know, hopefully be a minor league, major league coach in the future. You want to just be good. You want to have the experience on your hands. And same with being a front office guy, like be good. No, no baseball. You don't want to be just the business guy there to make a bunch of money. Like you want to know the baseball. Yeah. All right. So down to the last question. This is one question I do like to ask, like I said, all high school commits or even guys in college at this moment. Um, so with name, image, and likeness now being a new thing that college athletes are taking advantage of, making a little bit of cash off of endorsements or collaborations, whatever it happens to be, um, what when you do head to Fayetteville, what would be one dream brand that you would love to work with one day? Yeah, um, definitely my dream brand would be something like Lululemon. Like I love their apparel, love the gear, and uh, like that'd be a, probably my dream dream company to work with okay well you're not the first one i know there's probably so i've never yes. really worn i've never worn lululemon but then i think trip was the first guy i mean mm -hmm. who mentioned lululemon i feel like all you arkansas guys like i feel like it's every every other guy saying lululemon so it's it's definitely a brand i'm gonna have to check out because i mean if you guys are all talking pretty yeah. good, so highly about it it must be pretty good so yeah you go through arkansas Every, you'll find every guy wearing a pair of Lululemon shorts. It's just, right. it's kind of, it's the I'll thing down here. I'll take your word for it. But man, yeah. that's, that's all the questions I got for you. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, do oh. want to wish you the best of luck as you head into your um, junior season of high school, your final year of travel ball, and just continue on with your career. So I'm definitely going to be making it down to Fayetteville at some point these next couple of years, watching all you guys play. Um, so hopefully mm -hmm. we can meet up in person sometime, maybe get you some, JKR podcast merch or something like For that. Sure, yes, we'd love to see you at Lake Point with the sticks. Awesome. I know. I'm. I'm. Talk, I'm in talks yeah. with Brewster about a couple of things coming up. So we'll yeah, have to, we'll have Brewster to see you. get you down. Yeah, we'll have to see next summer. See what happens. But man, just awesome. Wish you the best of luck, and you have a great night. Thank you, man. See it.